The Franchise, episode number 194. This is your host, the D-Chain. That's right, Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what we're doing this week. Daniel Ehrenberg over here in Brooklyn. Henry Papali over there in New Jersey. Henry's watching this first one for the first time ever. I'm watching the second one for the first time ever. And uh, we're going to say a nice hello again to our old friend, the Tobster, Tobe Hooper. And um, yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Uh, it is episode 194. That's right. Uh, I'm not going to attempt a pun on my name. I guess I, you're, you're the D-Chain. I'm the H-Saw. Sure, fine. Sure. Fine sure. by me, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a, a big franchise here. Uh, eight movies uh, brought to you by, uh, sponsored by Evil Chris. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's give Evil Chris a shout-out. He's the one who sure. chose this franchise, and yeah. um, he just followed me on Letterboxd, so I want to say thank you to him. Oh, all right. <laughs> so he now knows everything you watch and what you think of it. That's right. All right. You, all right. you know now that I gave Fantasy Island three stars. <laughs> <laughs> they knew before I knew. They I'm did, sure. yeah. All right, all right. Okay, we're going to start this great franchise, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's eight of them. Uh, this this week, we're doing the ones with artistic merit. The that, two of eight. Okay, that'll be, we'll figure that out as we go along. Artistic merit, huh? Mm-hmm, all right. Lots of it. Wow. Okay. I... I am foreseeing. I am foreseeing in the in the stars, Yuri Geller, a disagreement upon these movies. I'm I, seeing I think... in the stars lots of stars coming <laughs> at these movies from my end. Mm-hmm. And once again, the horror franchise brings about the different tastes in what Dan and I want. Sometimes, sometimes Henry wants something less interesting. Sometimes Daniel loves goofy shit. Goofy shit. Now, I hope you're at least talking about the second one. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Um, I have things with the first one we'll get into, too. But, uh, yeah, the second one. All right, well, let's talk about the first one. The Texas Chain Saw Massacre. Now... That's five words, Henry. Chain and Saw separated. A big franchise pet peeve of mine when franchises change titles midstream. Because yeah. Chainsaw's one word in all these other movies. I got. I, I noticed that right away. I thought that was really bizarre. And uh, I, I just attributed it to, you know, at the time... The guy, maybe he didn't know how to spell, or maybe it was something with the Chiron that couldn't get the. Uh, I, I think it could go either way, man. I I just think like between 1974 and 1986, 12 years passed. The first movie had fallen into legend almost. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, and I think people remembered it as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you know, chainsaw as one word is the usual spelling. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. people among us who aren't carpenters or something or or <laughs> um or what do they call those guys who cut down trees lumberjacks lumberjacks sure lumberjacks sure. yeah yeah lumberjacks. Lumber, and and don't forget my lumberjills out there lumberjills lumberjacks oh man lumberjills yeah yeah, yeah. it's good stuff check yeah. out joe <laughs> the cage movie uh 
This one. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a lumberjack in that. Tob yeah, so is so the guy in the outsider. The outsider. Uh, what? Uh, Who the uh, guy who's morphing into the other guy? His brother. Oh, his brother. Okay. <laughs> Man, The Outsider, uh, uh, a real good seven-episode series stretched into ten episodes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little long in the tooth, but I'm not minding. I'm, I'm, I'm minding. It. You're minding? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about him, The Tobster. We've talked about him before with uh, Poltergeist, but um, let's talk about a movie that he was uh, allowed to actually direct. Yeah, and I think that's pretty evident here. I, I think you can see... Oh, does Tuska's Chainsaw Massacre not have the same style and tone as Poltergeist? It's not even close. And I got to tell you, it's got nothing to do with money. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have known this. So, you know, because you know, I, I think some of the shots in Texas Chainsaw are beautiful. Like, I think it's a professionally made movie. I, I just, uh, it's trying to be, like, down and dirty and shit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, right, I, I had never seen it, so when I was looking at the way, just trying to focus on some of the direction, I was just like, there, there's no way he directed Poltergeist, because we talked about that a lot when we covered Poltergeist, and I, I can't even buy it anymore, man, it's like a no-brainer that he, he was, I don't know what, Spielberg was taking the, the I feel hell. like Spielberg was like, Tob, let's use a dolly in this scene, and Tob was like, dolly? <laughs> <laughs> You mean Parton? <laughs> Jesus. All right, so uh, Texas Chainsaw, I mean, it's his second film overall, but I don't think anyone in the world has ever seen Eggshells. Wow. Yeah, no. No, not me. I mean, we've talked about this, dude. We could go through it pretty quick. Eaten Alive, I haven't seen, but I think it's a crock movie. Uh, Salem's Lots, a thing. I watched it when I was younger. The Fun House. He's a lot of horror movies. I he think. did Salem's Lot? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. I never saw that. Okay. Life Force, the great sexual space vampire movie. Uh, <laughs> Invaders from Mars. I don't know. Uh, and then, like, it, he kind of went on to do nothing. Did a bunch of Stephen King bullshit. Did another yeah. crocodile movie. He made some real shitty, gory horror movies in the aughts. And oh. uh, that was about it, man. He wrapped up his life with... Uh, you know, a gin movie. I think that's like an evil genie situation. Oh, right? yeah. Sure it is. Mm -hmm. There's lots of those with that exact title. Well, I mean, the gin is the main uh, killer in the Wishmaster franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which but we like, can you... cover someday. Wes Craven I... presents Wishmaster. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You could, you, you could literally go on to, like, Netflix, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and fucking type in Jin, and there's, like, six different movies that come up that are totally not related to one another. People like it. Pop in that J after the D. That's spooky. It's a silent D train right there. Oh, That's right. I like it. If we ever cover yeah. Jin, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, let me do that. You're set. I'm you all need set. A nickname. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know that um, Tobe Hooper's real name is Willard Hooper? No, but That's I like That's a fun it. fact. That's perfect. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. By the way, IMDb says he died at the age of 74 of natural causes. Who dies at 74 of natural causes? How the fuck was this guy living? I don't know. He could have had a heart attack. That would, they would say heart attack. That's not a natural cause. Yeah, yeah, to me, natural cause, it's like you go to sleep and you just fade away. Uh, you're right. And you know what? Honestly, I don't 
really believe anymore that there, the term natural causes was one of those things that was said all the time when I was growing up and like even as a teenager. And now it's like it's not it's a euphemism for like. The, the actual cause of death. The, the, what's a natural cause? Well, I think you just get old to, enough and your heart gives out. Well, sure, but that's what something, something caused you to die. Age. To, that, to me, natural causes is when you die of getting really old. And, I mean, how did... To- Tobe Hooper is 60 years younger than the grandfather in these Texas Chainsaw movies. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So he co-wrote this movie with Kim Henkel, and you might be thinking, "Hey, cool, he worked with a, a lady." No, it's think... a dude. No, no, the, I, it, that made more sense when I watched the movies. That it was of course a it's a dude. He, he's got this big uh, white mustache. <laughs> I, I don't and, know, man. It looks like a mugshot here on IMDb. I don't know. I don't know that a woman would have uh, really written characters like this in the 70s. These are great characters. What about <laughs> Deborah Hill, bro? These characters aren't that far removed from the Halloween people. No, they're not. They're not. Which one is Deborah Hill? The she, lady the... who co-wrote Halloween. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. I, I was literally thinking you were talking about one of the characters no. in. Deborah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these ones aren't quite as fleshed out as as uh, Laurie Strode or any or any of that. Uh, They're definitely not as fleshed out. There's no nudity in this baby. No, is there? They're... No, but I mean, the one is wearing uh, quite an outfit for for most of the. There's not a bra to be seen in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I. But uh, nobody gets full nude. No, there's not. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Uh, this came out um, October 11th, 1974. <laughs> And um, it, it it the budget was one hundred forty thousand dollars. We think we don't have like an exact figure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. around that. Sure. Um, so Tobe Hooper started writing this under the working titles Head Cheese and Leatherface. Yeah. Uh, interesting. He liked that two words crammed together, but then confronted by the word chainsaw, separated into two words. He figured maybe he likes even numbered things. So you know, it chain saw Texas chainsaw massacre four. He's either gonna go two or four. <laughs> I like it. It's like yeah, when the, it's like dudes who like can't listen to the volume on uh, on an odd number. Jesus, that's there a thing. Like that? Yeah, really. Uh, I wouldn't know because I crank everything to the absolute max. Ooh, oh, listen God. to this guy. Yeah, it's true. Fucking edgelord Papali over here. <laughs> um, so Hooper was inspired by Ed Gein, who was a serial killer. Um, I don't know much about him because I'm not one of these fucking weirdos that knows about serial killers. I know you're out there listening, and I judge you. Anything I know about that kind of stuff is like, Mind Hunter or Silence of the Lambs, and then like, un- and then like features about those movies, and they'll be like, "Well, we took from Ed Gein," and then they'll be like, "Oh, okay, okay." And there's some good docs out there about serial killers. There's docs, most, sure, but like most I've, of them turn off. I'm not, I'm not watching them. that fucking Gacy biopic they made years ago. Uh, I, it was bad enough. I, I sat through fucking Dahmer with Jeremy Boring Renner. What? Jeremy Renner played Jeffrey Dahmer. That was like one of the first things. It was by the guy who directed Down in the Valley. It was his. It was his debut before that movie. 
my god yeah i didn't know that renner and that fucking it's not thing. worth watching I, I wouldn't watch it yeah yeah I, I i like a i think that i'm not a true crime guy really but i i like uh i when, like when a true crime though but i like i like uh, like where hey we're stealing from the mcdonald's monopoly contest that's what i'm interested in i don't need i i i took your face off and i jerked off with it or something <laughs> Uh, and yet, these movies, you're okay. These are great you, movies. You're on board. Yeah, you're on board. I'm fully on board. No problem. No okay, problem. so one of Tobe Hooper apparently had a rich friend who invested $60,000 in this movie in exchange for 50% of the profits. So he made out like a fucking bandit on this baby. Yeah. Um, apparently, the profits for the rest of the crew, a 20-person crew... Divided between twenty people amounted to eighty one hundred dollars. A a piece or no nope. divided. divided. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, wow. no one got rich off of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They got hosed. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it made some money. Came out uh, in October seventy four. Made thirty point nine million dollars total. Uh, it was the number twelve movie at the box office in nineteen seventy four. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. People want to see this. Yeah, I I still couldn't grasp that uh, even after I watched it. Just trying to think of that time and that year, and you know that's Godfather two. It's a year before Jaws. I guess the Exorcist, yeah, but you still got uh, horny Exorcist. teens, bro. You yes. got you got these horned up teens. They're going to the what? It's nineteen seventy four. They're driving still a big thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, you know? sure, they're, sure. They're they're going. Yawn, and then putting their arm around the person, right? And uh, then maybe, maybe groping them a little bit, and maybe she doesn't mind. Yawn, grope. I bet you a lot of HJs happened during this movie in 1974. Not gonna shock me. No. Yeah. No. It's probably happened. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. So uh, you ready to talk about it? I'm ready. Uh, w- am I uh, in- incorrect? Did it not make any uh, lists? No lists. All right, I'll, I'll I'll turn off the uh, recording board that I have here set up. It's <laughs> fully prepared for that. That's quite all right. Let's uh, let's get into it. Okay, uh, I mean it's a slasher movie from 1974, so obviously we got to open with some John Larroquette narration. Dude, that was so fucking weird. I I didn't even I I, I got to tell you I didn't recognize his voice. He's uncredited. He like just did it as like a favor. But he's not uncredited. He's credited he, in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They right. gave it to him at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's right. weird. You a fan of uh, of John? We've talked about him before. The Madhouse, John Larroquette. Night Courts, John Larroquette. Yeah, remember Madhouse with N- Kirstie Alley? Was that a TV show? That was a movie. Oh, really? I just know that, like, Hollywood, I mean, the TV industry gave John Larroquette, John Larroquette about 14 TV shows at one point. Yeah. Like, yeah, in well, a row. <laughs> Night Court was, you know, he played Dan Fielding. <laughs> Listen to you. Where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the horn dog. Then he followed uh, that up with the John Larroquette show. Yeah, when that came There out, was yeah, one yeah. called Payne that only lasted Don't one me. season. His name was probably, like, Tom Payne or something. P-A-Y-N-E. That's right. Uh, um, yeah. And then there was also... Uh, I don't know. I feel like there were shows where he had white hair. He there was one called Me Myself and I where 
It was like he it was one character at three different ages of his life and we'd cut between them. And so there was like a kid and then middle he was Bobby Moynihan <laughs> and then he was John Larroquette. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I watched every I app, dude. There were like six. Jesus. Yeah, it got yeah. canceled real fast on the CBS Monday Night lineup, Henry. Ooh. That's right. I'm, uh, he is also on The Librarians. He was on a show called The Brink on HBO. He was uh, a lot of TV work, Henry. Yeah, Mr. Larroquette. Mm-hmm. Did some Parabee. Boston Legal. <laughs> Are you laughing at Boston Legal? Or? Yeah, yeah, Boston Legal. Happy uh, Family. That was another one. God damn it. He's all over the place, Larrakat. All right, yeah. we got to stop talking about John Larrakat. Yeah, I'm good with that. We okay. can stop. All right. Um, so he does the narration. That's it. And the narration, yeah. it, it's pretty minor. It's just basically like, hey, Texas, weird shit goes down. It's very somber. <laughs> uh, took me off guard. I oh, well, expect- he explains the, the weird, the vandalism in the cemetery, right? Well, there's the narration in the beginning with the the scrolling. Uh, what am I trying to say? The scrolling. Uh, Whatever. Scr- it's a scroll. Right. Scroll. Then we get a lot of radio announcements. Mm-hmm. And I think in the radio announcements, the news we hear about the cemetery, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that in the John Larroquette. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, the Larroquette part is just talking about the events that are occurring and and that occurred and that all that kind of shit. It's strictly about what we're about to watch. Then two years later, The Town That Dreaded Sundown came out, which was another movie about a killer in Texas, and they just like had John Larroquette sounding narration throughout that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Look at you, an expert on... On Texas horror movies. From That's right. T- Texas t- horror movies from the mid 70s. That's my bread and butter. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Madison Apitz, listener from Texas. Oh, yeah. It- That's where she's from. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that until this week either. She was like, I expect a shout out this week. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people expect shout outs, Madison. Then it's like, oh, okay, I see why. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. We get a title card. It's August 18th, 1973. Um, I love the opening shot of this movie of a defiled crypt as we hear the radio announcement in the background. Um, it's uh, sort of corpses stacked on top of one uh, one another it's i think ahead of its time it's sort of like an arty an artsy crime scene like a a spooky tableau of the kind they later did a lot on like hannibal and shit yeah it's like a true dick right it's like an early rendition of the true detective type thing where where serial killers leave elaborate fucking voodoo type crime scenes but like beautiful ones yeah, like yeah, it took a lot of time to 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 do it. Um, yeah. And, all right, that's uh, all we, Henry has, and then well, um... I don't have much. On that. <laughs> that's that. I didn't think much. I mean, I thought we'd get right to the car. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not ready for the car. We get okay. um, opening credit. I like the opening credits in this movie, Henry. They're over a harsh red color and and yeah. you sort of see like some black images you're not so sure what they are it yeah. looks like sort of the um the poster of play misty for me 
Nice. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. So maybe red was in vogue at the time. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Even that credit sequence surprised me because I, I thought we were going to get sort of a really low-budget credit sequence where we might not even get a credit sequence. I thought we were just going to go right into the movie. The fact that we got one at all surprised me. Oh, we got one. That's 3000 bucks right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we have to announce all these huge names in our cast. <laughs> yeah, to- totally necessary. Well, they probably figured, Hooper probably figured, look, I know I'm not going to be able to give these fucking people anything. They got to split $8,100 20 ways. <laughs> at least they could take their family to see this movie <laughs> and like point at their name. Oh, okay. You want to get to the car? We meet our illustrious cast. There's a dude driving. There's a hot girl with a back. Her her whole back's out. You got. (laughs) You got astrology. She likes astrology, right? You've got the main girl, who's like the final girl. What's that? Yes, Sally. What's the actress's name? Sally Hardesty is uh, Marilyn Burns. Right. I think she's really good. Yeah, I think she's good too. I, I think the the shit she has to go through in this movie uh, is pretty uh, deserving. Uh, but I'm always like on her side. The like I, I even, like up to the very end, I'm I'm like nervous that she won't get away, even though like I've seen the movie a few times. Yeah, and I hadn't seen the movie, so I, I and I honestly did not know what to expect. So for all I knew, this was going to be a fucking grim ending. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got a brother in a wheelchair. He he's extremely annoying. We've got a new set of wheels in our horror coverage. Yeah, of course, that's what I thought of instantly as soon as he makes his first appearance, folks. Uh, FYI, he makes his first appearance. All I'm thinking is, I hope he falls down something. <laughs> I mean, and too. then seconds later, he falls down a hill. It's great. He, he did. They, they, they get give the- us what we want. Give the planks out for him. Imagine. Also, I was having practical thoughts right in the beginning. I was thinking they got this VW van and they got to carry these like 10 foot two by fours, two of them. Oh, for the, it's a big to, van to like. But they got to carry like lumber for this guy. You're acting like out. this guy's a fucking burden. He's their friend. They're just bringing some fucking planks of wood to help out their friend. Uh, they uh, they kind of treat him like a burden uh, most of the time. <laughs> I <live>. totally disagree. <laughs> and and, and I don't man. find him annoying either. I like this character. He's just a terrible actor. It's, I don't think he's a bad actor. The acting in, in some of these roles was, was really, really bad. I think uh, Marilyn Burns is very good. I actually thought the two women were good. And the three guys were almost total dead weight there's a third ga- oh right yeah um the driver the deadbeat yeah goes the, yeah bareback has um a boyfriend he's <laughs> yes. the first one to get it actually oh yeah 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 um and he's the first you know, one to get it <laughs> he gets it all right yeah. um I, I get. I, I felt like right away that this was more about the visuals but the pacing was was really threw me off. It was a very, very long exposition. I was not expecting that. Well, it's one of these movies where it's like a slow first half hour, and then it's like pretty fucking relentless for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. And Uh, it's short. It's only an hour and 23 or something. Yeah, 123. I guess what what surprised me was uh, I was... 
for all I've heard, and you know, we've talked about it before, uh, I was taken aback by quite how low budget it was. Like, I guess I didn't quite expect it to be this. Like, I, I think they a lot of time was taken clearly on the house and that all whole all those sequences there. But all those sequences in the car and leading up, it was just a very odd pace to me. I don't it was think like it, it looks bad though. Like maybe you might call the pacing clunky or whatever. But I thought it looked about as good as a Halloween or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that. I don't think it looks like a Halloween. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I I, I think that some of the shots are in with like with they're very very strange like within the car they're kind of like these lingering strange like there's pauses and then you're waiting for the character to sort of say their line and then there's like cuts back and forth it's it's very awkward felt I, naturalistic I to me really yeah yeah i know it's supposed to it just it didn't feel that quite that way to me but all right so the wheelchair kid he uh pisses in a coffee can a truck drives by. The wind generated by the truck driving by blows him down a hill. Not, <laughs> so I'm not. like, I'm like five stars. The, the only way to go from here is down. Yeah. So you know from probably doing this, I would imagine, I have pulled over to the side of the road many, many a time in my life uh, on busy highways and taken a piss. You ever been knocked I down by a truck passing? Only six or seven times. That has has that actually happened? No, it's ridiculous. It that's why it's so awesome. He's on wheels, bro. Yeah. No, that's why it's awesome. But yeah. I mean, it was so funny cuz I kept thinking like, did the truck clip the van or something? And it was no. like, no. Just, just the, the wind. wind. Yeah. So, <laughs> next stop, it's cemetery time. We've got to see if their like uncle or whatever his grave was defiled. Right. Cuz there was the, a lot of vandalism. Yeah, that's like the goal of the trip. Yeah, and yeah. when they get there, there's a drunk guy lying on the ground. I love. First of all, he's like the guy in the horror movie that's like, "You don't want to go down that road." Like <laughs> it's you know that that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, warning guy, the harbinger. He's the like in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, of course, the gas station employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, um, right, yeah. But in this movie, I love that he's delivering that dialogue from a reclining position <laughs> because he's like drunk on the ground. It's upside down. We're looking at his ugly face, like turned around upside down. I love that yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he warns them. They don't listen to the warning, and you're like, uh oh. So then, um, what's the next thing to do if you want to stay safe on the road? Pick up a hitchhiker, of course. Smart move. Yeah. Smart. Um, so they pick up this uh, this fellow with a big birthmark on his face, a real a real Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that joke in a long time. That's an in. That's an in one. Hey, you hear about uh about old Harv? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. She made it in there with his walker. Fifteen years, baby. Got that. Got that. That uh, walker problem. No, I mean, like he got sentenced. Yes, no, I know. Oh, okay. I just, I kept showing. You the just footage. love the walker. I I love that. I I was not aware that he had a condition. You know. Well, I think he was uh, trying to look frail. For the uh, the so jury, what he's doing? He's a he's a producer. He's seen a lot of mafia movies when they get convicted and they go to court and they're all of a sudden they're on oxygen masks mm -hmm. and shit. He has seen a lot of mafia movies and then forced Martin Scorsese to cut an hour out of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Um, I actually think that's funny. You said that that was a birthmark because even through the out to, to the end of the scene, I kept thinking it was just blood, like a blood. Oh stick. no, I thought that was a big birthmark. Oh, it could have been. Uh, I I totally thought it was just a big blood stain on his face. I didn't know. All right. So yeah. he's walking around. He, he's got a camera, and he takes a Polaroid of them, and he says, "I'll I'll give you the picture for two dollars." Yeah. And they right. won't pay him. And I'm thinking, like, you've got this fucking creep in your van. I feel like he's has he already fucking cut his his hand. I think he's cut his own hand. He yet. puts yet. pulled out a knife, cut his own hand, and and then asks for two dollars for this picture. Give him the two dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, you'd you'd, you'd figure placate him and then be drop. nice to him. I feel like the wheelchair kids being condescending to him about his like. Meat practices. Because he, he says that he comes from a family of butchers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Franklin, I believe is his name. Yes. Franklin is very... Uh, Who's Franklin? Wheelchair kid. Oh, so I don't keep calling him wheelchair kid? We call oh, him go Franklin. ahead. You can call him wheelchair kid, yeah. Uh, I just like that his name's Franklin. It's <laughs> fucking random. Franklin Delano uh, Romanowski. There you go. Well, he's in a wheelchair. Um, oh, and, good point. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, maybe that's why it, they named him that. Maybe Hooper's a big New Deal fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, Franklin's like lecturing him. That whole sequence is so bizarre, and it is it is freaky. I mean, it's definitely unsettling, and uh, you, you don't know what this guy is. At, the, at this point, I didn't know if this guy had a connection to... Leatherface or who we're meeting because for me I don't you know these yeah. kids are on a weird odyssey so this is just another part of this weird odyssey I, almost I everybody oh. they come across has a connection to Leatherface and shit yeah no I mean the, I with think, the exception of the drunk guy in the cemetery yeah I think the people in the cemetery for the most part seem to be uh, separate yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then they get to this gas station and the gas station is out of gas and I'm thinking like that that's a red flag to me like I there are so many opportunities to just, like, go somewhere. Right. Well, this movie is, like, the fucking origin story of, of the characters just repeatedly doing dumb things. Yeah, just forging ahead. Logic be damned. It was fascinating to watch that because I knew this was, like, one of the first ever. And you're, you're literally watching it unfold like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm watching them consciously make continuously bad decisions. Yeah. Right. So birthmark guy then cuts wheelchair Franklin with his knife. And they're like, I think it's time to get out of the car, buddy. Uh, so they leave him on the side of the road. He smears something on uh, the side of the car, which may or may not be some sort of ritualistic symbol. I don't think anything really comes of that. Oh, never explained. I imagine it's some design of a bone, maybe of a possum. Oh, okay. Be an animal bone, you know. And they get to this this uh, broken down house that's like their uncle's house, yes. and um, and it's pretty gross in there. But that's where they're gonna stay. There's a creek nearby, so they can swim. Right, right. Um, and the, and the house is fucking gross. Like we, we like pan around this house at first, just like set shit up. There's that one close up of just like a swarm of daddy long legs. Yeah, that was fucking gross. That, that was fucked up, man. Yeah. And uh that was only the start. I I thought that if that was might be the apex of uh hideous images, then I'd be okay, but uh we were just getting started. 
Uh, but yeah, that was that was freaky. That was real too. You could see. I feel like Toby Hope, Toby, Toby Hopper. Uh, Hoopa. <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, oh wait, what were you gonna say? Hoopa. Oh, that's it. Just Hoopa. Okay. Uh, when like I was Hoopa. a kid, um, I was at the the local pool once, and the kid. You know, when you're at a pool as a kid, like uh, there might be a couple other kids at the pool, and your family's like, yeah, play with them. All right, so there was one of those kids, and he showed me that if you pull the legs off of a daddy long legs, uh, the legs will, like, move around for a while. That is absolutely revolting. Yeah. Did this kid end up in what jail did he end up in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where this kid is these That's days. That's fucked up, man. I mean, yeah. I, hate, I hate insects, but I never hurt them. Even as a kid, I didn't hurt them. I just murdered them. Yeah, no, insects, I'll step on a fucking bug, but like... Yeah, I'm not going to torture it. No, I know. He was like taking their legs off one by one, showing me these twitching, disconnected legs. Fucking kids. Jesus, what a horrible memory, dude. I know. You got to get that brain checked. You just got to get some shit taken out of that thing. Henry, I thought of another memory uh, that it's a good story from American Pie that I forgot to tell. Oh, God. Okay, so when we were working at Barnes & Noble, um, there was this big fat guy named Tony. Remember Tony? He ended up with that girl, Carrie. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm using their real names. He didn't work there when I started, but I knew all about him, and I Okay, met him. so this is b- before your time. Yeah, but I know him, and I met him, and okay. I know stories, but go ahead. So yeah. I just remember that, uh, you know, I p- made an in-store playlist, uh, and I put the song Laid by James on it, and, uh, and Tony came into the department, and he'd, like, never spoken to me before, and he just goes, Yo, is this a song from American Pie 3? <laughs> <laughs> And I always remembered that. And um, the other thing I want to say about that is, do you remember that um, he, he, at the time he, he was, like, engaged to Carrie uh-huh. and uh-huh. she was obsessed with you? Okay, okay. All right, this has to be edited out. <laughs> if you had thrown her a bone, and they're still married to this day, Henry, if you had thrown her a bone, that you would have destroyed their entire family. And I probably would have been murdered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to try to please let me leave this in the show. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. If you had only changed the names, you know, (laughs) Oh, they don't listen. They'll they'll never come back to them. I remember all too well, because one of our other friends who I'm not going to name, uh, wrote me a love letter in the book. Remember that? Oh, as her. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Real fucking funny. It was very good. Uh, yeah, that was so weird. What a weird period, especially for me. Yeah. <laughs> experience, not a weird period, weird experience. Mm. Yeah. My Lord. Well, that's not a childhood memory. That's our- just a memory, just a memory in general. It's a stretch, but uh, yeah, very fucked up. Yeah. All right, where are well. we at? <laughs> oh, they're at this house. Oh, my oh. God. So two of them leave the property to go sort of explore. Um, this is the astrology girl and her boyfriend. Pam and Jerry, I want to say. <laughs> Pam and Jim. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jerry's the driver. Oh, every every you, you know how you know to swipe left on a dating app. Oh, tell me when when the girl says that she's looking for a gym to her Pam. God, that's every one of them. I know. Automatic swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> or a mort a Gomez to her Morticia. Have you gotten that one? Yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, she's a little bit kooky, right? Oh, like she cool. wants she wants you to know she's got some quirk to her. Absolutely. She's goth, man. Here's yeah. when I swipe left that um, if I if I see her on a wall, if she's climbing a wall. Oh, that's a big one. Swipe yeah, left. That... <laughs> yeah. If yeah. all the pictures of her in other countries, she's boring. Swipe left. If she's if if every picture is an athletic activity. Oh, big time. Swipe left. Well, there's no way I'm going to. What are we? What are we gonna do? I mean, I can go and watch her. Yeah. What we we're, What are we gonna do on dates? Play tennis? <laughs> I mean, I can give it a shot. I I I I don't think I'm gonna last that long climbing on a wall or 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 doing these these crazy things. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. Boy, that's a whole show in itself. Just what to swipe left on. <laughs> that's right. So many. So many. <laughs> Oh, fluent in sarcasm gets a left. Oh, right. my God. Yeah, I see that a lot. Fluent in sarcasm. I, you know, my immediate reaction to that is maybe fluent, not good at it. <laughs> see, now I'm maybe, fluent in sarcasm. Maybe, maybe show me in your bio that you're fluent in sarcasm. Oh, here's, by, an, here's by another thing. Funny. Right, right. Here's another one. You know, you know how some of them like to take like a personality test. So it's like they'll it'll say in their profile like INFJ or something like that. Yeah. Swipe left. Oh my god. I got a fucking need, I need a <laughs> secret decoder ring to figure out all these acronyms these days. I know, like, I know. I of them. I recently had to Google SMH and I was like, "Oh, shake my head. Interesting." <laughs> My head. So I know that one, but the the ENFJ, INFJ. Right, I don't know what that is. Fucking ENFP. <laughs> you know them all. Uh, see a lot of them. Oh, Henry. Um. So, uh, so they're they're going to explore. They find the the Leatherface house, basically. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a big wood house with a nice porch. And, um, you know, it's got a, a swing that fits, too. And I, I was wondering if, like, Leatherface ever goes out there and swings. I mean, he's essentially a big kid. If he could just calm down for a minute uh, and just kind of take in the scenery, put that chainsaw Who's down. Who's most you know? likely using that? The swing? I mean, who built it? Yeah, well... I mean, it could have been built in 1840, given how old this. You think uh, like the no? These this didn't look old to me. This was like a shiny swing. It was like the most new-looking thing on the property. Well, maybe, maybe you know, one, maybe I. If if anyone would have built that, I have to say it was probably Leatherface, because uh, of the three of the three or four villains in this movie, he seems to be the most uh, level-headed. He does also seem like he could like cobble something together yeah, real fast. Yeah, he can build. <laughs> yeah, you think his fucking maniac brother or father is in the house building these elaborate fucking statues to to grandma and the bones? They're not doing this. This is all other face. Everything's got... made of fucking bones in this house. Like, can't you just have a lamp? No. <laughs> You yeah, need to that, make a lamp out of bones. I feel like there's such 
elaborate electricity setups in both of the Leatherface properties in these two movies. Well, in the second one, I mean, I, I, I don't, don't even know. know how that fucking place runs. No, that's like a that's like a bat cave. I mean, he he's got engineer. They've got engineers from all over the world making that thing happen. This one is just took some tender loving care. That's all that. That's all. this TCM took TLC. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give me that red light special, baby. All through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls, Leatherface. I'll just let you down. Yeah. It's great stuff, Henry. You're, that's the, Henry, how many TLC songs can you name? Go. We had this uh, conversation. Have we, have we really? I think so. Yeah. Uh, waterfalls. Okay. Um, scrubs. No scrubs. No scrubs. Um, God, I used to see their videos all the time. I was really into T Boz. She was mine. Yeah, she she's was mine. She was good. <laughs> she had the raspy voice. Oh yeah, and the like that blonde wig hair. Yeah, like yeah, that was good too. Uh, they're all dead, right? No, just one of them's dead. T Boz is sick though. She has a very bad what? Yeah, 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 she has a bad condition. I think she's got like blood cell leukemia. Jesus. Or yeah, T Boz is dead, right? Uh, no, l- left, left eye. Left, left eye's the sorry. T Boz. I'm who, looking who, her up. One of them's fine. One of them's totally fine. The uh, yeah. chili probably. Chili is fine. I believe chili is fine. She hey, is not. She's had sickle cell since she was okay. a child. Uh, see, I knew that. Uh, she she had had a brain tumor for a while. Very bad. She filed for bankruptcy. She seems to be doing fine now. She adopted a kid three years ago. Oh, that's good. Good. That's T-Boz. There's there's your T-Boz update, gang. TLC came from a TCM, so they were related jokes. What's TCM? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Turner Classic Movies, I thought. Right. No. One of our listeners said that on our Patreon. Actually, it was Evil Chris. I guess we referenced the t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and on our Patreon comment board, he said, thanks for the TCM shout-out. Oh, I, th- I think I he- read that Turner Classic Movies, and I didn't remember when we shouted that out, or why Evil Chris would have been excited about it. Um, well, he he's the one who, who gave us this franchise. So No, I, think- I know, but I, wouldn't, I don't know why he would have been excited about Turner Classic Movies. Oh, Right. We, Look, we were... is he like really into the African queen? We were. <laughs> no, I'm saying he was. We. I know that... what you're saying. I'm making a goddamn joke. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> we're not into the second movie yet with the dialogue like that. <laughs> yeah, the second movie is very Rob Zombie. You know. Zombie. House of a Thousand Corpses is like a carbon copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I'll take it over it any day. Not me. Fuck you. Oh, God. I'm going to be so annoyed soon. Um, Yeah, am I? Jesus. All right. Leatherface. Uh, Wait, so they're, they're looking for help from this house. It's one of the things. They knock on the door. The door opens. They go in. It's a, good, it's a good it's a good first kill like uh i think his name's let's just call him jim jim walks in because it's pam and jim makes it easier he walks in and uh he gets just to the foyer he opens then- he opens one door he goes down a hall and opens a door and there's just 
fucking this big hulking brute wearing like a skin mask and holding a mallet and he's like oh fuck and he starts to turn around but leatherface just whacks him on the head and that's all it takes it's a it's a big first kill because it's like his first appearance i haven't i wrote it down kirk yeah captain kirk yeah 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 so jerry's driving the car i think yeah all right makes sense you might be right so Kirk is dispatched uh, in in like really it's the it's the first appearance of Leatherface and it's on a kill. Like, yeah, there's no he's uh, killing right away. No introduction. There's no kind of seeing him in the shadows. There's nothing. It's very unlike um, Michael Myers. It's not that kind Jason. of thing because Michael Myers and and Jason and Freddy they all have like agendas. Like yeah, I feel like Leatherface is just like in service of his weird family and yes. he's just this like weird childlike asshole <laughs> I mean Sounds asshole like, in that he kills people right I, no, I like when people misuse the word asshole it's one of my favorite things in the world I think it's great yeah. uh, and so Pam is like you know she like waits 30 seconds <laughs> she's hanging out she by the swing wild. and A then wild. she's like Kirk um, what happened there and uh, everything okay I'm gonna wander into this house too he goes too and uh and, she is bear hugged oh and on a meat hook by her on her back is pretty gross it's pretty gross but you know this is where in the movie I, I was still as a viewer besides the guy cutting himself and all that shit in the van that i wasn't a particularly big fan of uh we had we had still yet to see much gore and i was very surprised so even when he hung her on the meat hook you you kind of don't yeah, see Yeah, you anything. don't see like penetration. And I was like kind of happy. I was like that's interesting. Okay. Weird, not what I was expecting. Right. And uh, then he like clearly does a, does away and vivisects her boyfriend and you don't really see that either. Yeah. And it's still kind of curious to me and then I understood later that we were saving all that for a finale but uh but yes so those two are gone pretty quick although and then the it, driver like right afterwards because they're like hey whatever happened to fucking Kirk and Pam and right. uh and the driver's like fucking I'll find them bro <laughs> he's like a hippie he's sort of like um <laughs> He's high. The Halloween yeah. analog for him is that dude with the glasses who fucks PJ Souls. They they even look alike. Yeah. yeah. The like not too not too good looking a guy who's just somehow is just like totally cool with himself. Yeah. And he's got like clearly like he's just having a good time. He's like the least rattled of anyone. He's the least he's rattled. He's like Jughead, even dude, because like, you know, like they're there with like a bunch of girls and he doesn't seem interested in fucking. He's just sort of like, I'm along for the ride. I'm having a real nice time. I'd like a hamburger at some point. Uh, yeah, check yeah. out my cool hat. He only gets agitated when he can't get gas. That's what the worst part of Riverdale. I hate that they made like Jughead have like a libido. Oh, really? Like, Jughead's fucking Betty on that show? No way. He should be sticking his dick in a hamburger. He shouldn't even be touching his dick. Jughead should be a fucking eunuch with grease I, on his hands. I never had uh, a, a knowledge nor interest any 
at any point in my life of the Archie comics. I read Archie comics on a weekly basis for years. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I knew they existed. I uh, didn't have an interest. Yeah. It's a teen teen thing. I just didn't. <laughs> you know, it's a teen love triangle. It's the girl next door and the rich hot one. Like, uh, it appeals to me. Okay, all right. Yeah. I didn't know you were growing up in the 60s. That's pretty cool. They updated them. There's like a gay Archie character now. And, uh, you know, yeah. they made Josie Black on Riverdale. Oh, all right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. What what happens? So the driver he gets killed. How does he die? Mallet. Uh, his death. All right. So he go now. He goes into the fucking house. He, un. I remember he uncovers. He sees Pam in the freezer. She's mm, in the ice box. That's right. He opens it. She's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Which is horrifying. And um. And then he doesn't last long. I think I don't remember. He he probably gets a hammer to the head. That seems to be the weapon of choice. That's the go-to. Interestingly, yeah. for a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would say more than half of these people die by mallet to the head. Yeah, definitely like a mallet of some sort. Uh, uh, maybe a sledgehammer. What if this was called The Texas Mallet Massacre? It'd be much more alliterative. Yeah. With yeah. The Texas Sledgehammer Massacre with sledgehammer right. as two words. <laughs> The Texas Sledge Hammer Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Wheels is next to go. What happens with him? So Wheels is real insistent that uh, they don't go, him and his sister, his sister Sally, that they don't leave the van. They stay there. They Actually, he wants, to, he, he wants to go in the van and get some help. She says, I want to go into the woods and find him. And then they have a real tough uh, argument and uh, physical altercation over the flashlight. Now, I'm not sure quite why Sally couldn't wrestle that flashlight from Franklin. Maybe she's trying to be a little delicate with him, man. It looked like it. <laughs> but uh, he wins. Uh, the keys are gone, so they're stuck. And then Franklin's whining away about, don't go, don't go. All right, I'll go with you. But then she and you know I'm on her side on this in this argument because she's just like look I'm not go. well listen he's right to want to drive away but if she's gonna go ahead and do her dumb idea which is to go into the dark woods she just wants to do it you know and he's like wait wait I can't go she's like Fred Armisen in the last Curb episode listen you your know, friends she, have disappeared no, I'm sorry no. to tell you it's no. you and a dude in a wheelchair. And you want to venture into the woods? That means you're separated. What are you going to do? Stay there with Franklin? Yes. Wait till it's light out and then leave. Fair point. Fair point. But in, in their argument, it, as in most horror movies. where and, and I would sleep in the car. I'm not contending with these daddy long legs. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, but in, in their world, like in most horror movies, as you well know, there's only two options. <laughs> there's not several. It's either go in the woods. Or go up the or stairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. There's not a lot of options. So in this universe, it's go in the woods or wait by the car. And uh, so she goes in the woods. Franklin uh, tries to follow and has an extremely uh ignominious death where Leatherface just shows up out of fucking nowhere and uh, 
I essentially saws him in half, but we don't really get to see that either. Um, I'm going to assume a lot of that had to do with a budgetary constraint. I don't remember what happened to him because I wrote down my note is fuck dude, which means I must have been horrified by something. (laughs) Well, they're they're in a, a patch of woods. They're together at that point. And then out of nowhere, like they turn around and Leatherface shows up with the chainsaw and just like takes it perpendicular to Franklin's head. And like Franklin is finished and he's just like screaming. And then that's that thus begins Sally's big run and the chase. And uh, so Franklin's it. But you don't you don't really get a clear shot of him. You just. Oh, but that he does it with a chainsaw. That's the difference. He finally has his chainsaw. That's correct. Yeah. It, okay. Got it. Bisects him or whatever. Yeah. 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 So now he's chasing after fucking Sally and um, she can't get away and there's some stairs and she runs up the stairs. But Henry, now this is where Sally's smart because she does exactly what I would do in this situation without missing a beat, without trying to like hide in the bathroom or some yes. bullshit. Yes. She just full speed runs towards a fucking closed window and yep. jumps through it. Second yep. floor. She, she's just like, I'm out of this fucking house. I, I, uh, I completely agree. When she did that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Like it, that. That's the move. It's awesome. That's the move. I mean, what would you do in that situation? I don't think you'd care if you were on the sixth floor. You would just you yeah. would fucking listen. They do it and scream, but there's a boat in the driveway with a tarp, and so they were able to land on that. In this, it's just grass. Sally's got nothing, and she she emerges uh, from that fall pretty unscathed. Mm, and she has trouble running for a while, but then she figures, you know, it's it's a a boon to her that she doesn't really have to run full speed again until the end because the woods are like so fucking tied up in brush yeah, and shit yeah, that she's yeah. just sort of like avoiding him. Right. 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 Cause she's, she's small. She's a little lady. So she's small enough to sort of like cut through the woods and he's like this big dude. And so he's right. got to like use a machete to like, you know, yeah, cut he's his like way a- through. He's like hacking his way through the jungles. Yeah, of like Nam. he's an African queen or something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring that up again. I want one more African queen. I'll do my best. During the Texas Chainsaw episode. Is <laughs> looking at you, kid. That is not in that movie. It's, it's a bogey reference. Oh, boy. All right. Um, so what next? She's He's chasing after her. Um uh, we, uh, what happens? <laughs> well, she, she they finally just, capture her, right? Well, no, no, no. I mean, she makes it out to the gas station. Oh, of course, of course. And and you know, she gets there, and I gotta say, uh, it speaks to the direction that, despite this being Texas, and despite this being full of. Uh, very scary, scary people, very scary, backward, redneck, white people. I still thought she was going to be like he, the man she found was like, oh, all right, he'll he'll be he'll all try right. Try to he'll, help her. He'll help her out. He'll and do then what he he'll can. get I, killed or something. Exactly. I fully expected him to get. And then I just kind of when he was gone for a while, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. But I was I was in suspense. I didn't know. And so then when, you know, he comes back, then I, I think there is there there's like a shot of her staring at a barbecue 
or something like that, right? Didn't she sort of clued in for a second? Well, she's looking around the the gas station, I'm, and there, there's some yeah. like raw meat or something. She's not. Yeah. She's getting a little creeped out. And he like yeah. leaves for a while and leaves the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, he he like you know Rob Zombie stole this scene too. In at oh. the at the beginning of his Halloween too. Do you remember? There's like a a parking lot attendant who tries to help her. No, I tried to block that. <laughs> I don't remember. It was one of the only parts of the movie I liked. <laughs> right. And then watching this, I'm like, oh, I liked it because it's ripped off from the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, well, he gets her. He he binds and gags her, puts a potato sack over her head, and then just, like, beats her with a broomstick. <laughs> I love this guy in this movie. He's, like, the an elderly. He's not elderly. He must be, like, in his late 40s or something. And he's like part of this weird backwoods hick clan. And uh, I love that he doesn't do any of the killing. He's like, I don't like killing. It's made, it doesn't feel yeah. good. I mean, this whole section of the movie to me is problematic. I, I, it, it teeters on the verge of just being sort of torture porny. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't particularly expect that, even though the title of the movie is pretty self-explanatory you know like when he's beating her in the car with the broom and i love that i think that's funny i think this movie's funnier than it gets crazy. and you know tobe huber said that like the reason texas chainsaw massacre 2 is such a a supposed comedy is that he felt like people didn't get the comedy in the first one so he made it much more overt in the second one and um which you know may or may not have been a good decision but uh, I I do think that is what he's talking about. Like this fucking weird pervert, like blasting her with a broom is funny. Right. Well, right. Well, I mean, when you talk about it and when you think about it in hindsight, but like if you're watching it for the first time with the thinking that it's just a pure straight up horror movie, there's not a lot of humor to be found. I, I, I always found that because you know what? When I first saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was so aware of its reputation and I – I was worried about watching it. It seemed like it was going to be like fucking Cannibal Holocaust or something. And it's really not. And and I remember watching it for the first time and thinking it was kind of funny. I mean, once once they're in the house and they bust out the grandfather that's 120 years old and they prick her finger and the grandfather sucks the blood out of her finger. It's funny. It's so disgusting, though. I mean, it's just I just mean. You know, not morally. It's just gross. <laughs> it's so fucking gross. Yeah. And I think that sequence suffers from one major problem. It goes on forever. It's but you so need to get to know. Oh. It's the first time we're seeing all of the characters together in a room oh, and sort right. of and starting to understand the implications of it. You're right. Which is that they are a family. They do this for a living. They're butchers. They run this gas station legitimately. Right. And, uh, yeah. But it's it's what what brought out the length of it to me is that the entire scene, which is so relentlessly cacophonous. There's a lot of screaming in these movies. It's so loud, and it never lets up. And, and, And she is just put through this gauntlet 
that I mean, I was like feeling for the actress, and, and I mean, I know, you know, and it's I know. Just no, so... you're right. It must have been a week filming this scene. Yeah, just having just... to like scream and cry over and over again. Yeah, and I think like it's just I everything you said is right. Like that's where it all comes together, and you get what the hell's going on to an extent. It's just so drawn out, and I think a big part of that is it's just unartful. Yeah, and but it, it, it but it's it's like a tradition in horror movies. In in many ways, this is like the scene in Psycho where like the doctor like describes Norman Bates's condition for ten minutes, and it's that's not artful either. No, well, that's the big part of Psycho. Everybody argues about right, but, but I but but I mean, this is just it's it's hard to watch because it's just I, I mean, physically, it's hard to watch. It's just the endless screaming and screeching and the. It's just very, very, it's very draining. It's very draining. I mean, it's intense. It's absolutely intense. And I, I did not think, I did not think, I did not know one way or the other if she was going to make it or not. I absolutely did not. But I mean, it's just so relentless that it almost just becomes monotonous. And you're like, my God, when is this going to end? Soon. And, yeah, but I mean, it, I think you did touch on it, and I, I didn't. Ex I guess I didn't expect it to be so um, arduous and so torturous, like all, a little bit like torture porn. It's really in a very, very different realm than Halloween and even Friday the Thirteenth. No, it, it, you're right. It, it's closer to something like Last House on the Left, which, which it is, which is a movie that I love that you don't have a lot of tolerance for. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, 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 it, and I guess I, I, I was a little surprised at that. I thought it would be, uh, slightly more, uh, it, I think it's more artful than that movie. I mean, look, I want to get to the ending because I really feel like it, it's one of my favorite endings in any movie. And I think it elevates the entire piece. I, I think the end, the very ending yes. is the best. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So. Uh, she manages to escape, Henry, because they give the grandfather the mallet to beat her. And he's like, oh, <laughs> he's just like, fuck, he can't raise the thing. You so can't yeah, you finally do realize he is actually alive. There's a while where I was just thinking. Oh, talking because at first one of them goes into a room in the mansion and it's like an old man and an old woman sitting next to each other and they look like corpses. And then it turns out that the old woman was a corpse, but the old man was alive. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. So she gets out. Go ahead. Oh, by the way, j by jumping through another closed another, window, amazing. Another closed window. Yeah. 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 Um, and she runs through the woods. Oh, my God. He's Leatherface is chasing her with the chainsaw. And um, and Weinstein face is also like sort of like stumbling behind him. Right. That's they're, right. They're both chasing her. And she's running through the woods, and the sun is starting to come out. It's like fucking dawn. Yeah. And um, eventually uh, she makes it to the road, right? Mm hmm And mm -hmm. she makes it to a, to a highway. She tries to flag down a couple of cars. They won't. But then there's this big semi-truck. And it's it's speeding down like like they're on the fucking road in Pet Cemetery, and um and he sees what's happening, and first he fucking runs over the dude with the birthmark. Yeah, 
And yeah, it he, is he, great. And he turns into a dummy and just like gets crushed under 18 wheels and it fucking rolls. Toast. Yeah, he's toast. And it's good to say it's good to see him get dis get fucking destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the truck stops and the truck driver tries to help her into the truck. And does, and then they go through the truck and come out the other side because it's like, this ain't happening. Like, Leatherface is going to get them. I love this truck driver, by the way. I I love him. He's this, like, squat, fat, maybe Latino guy with, like, a little bit of a fro. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's clearly an extra they found. But he has no lines, and I think he adds so much. He's, like, really likable. Well, because he looks, and he looks very scared. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck did I just come into? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so is he the one that, that um, throws a rock at Leatherface's head? Yeah, I think he throws like a a lead pipe or something. I, I think he, yeah, whatever and, it and is. And Leatherface yeah. ends up cutting his own leg accidentally with the chainsaw. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like trying to get away. Does the truck driver end up dying? Okay, so they don't tell you. I don't think so. I think he he just takes a different route because because Sally g- jumps onto a passing. Yeah, truck. there's a truck. The, uh, it's um, you know, like uh, what do they call those? Uh, the, you know, those south the southern people trucks. A, a pickup truck. Pickup truck. Right, right. <laughs> That's what they drive in the flyover states. God, I wish I fucking have them all over this state. <laughs> Um, New Jersey. Yeah, no, I I got news for you, Henry. New Jersey is a flyover state. <laughs> I, I, as you know, the bottom half of New Jersey is a flyover. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's like two different countries, man. Um. So she, uh, after some trouble, manages to get into this pickup, and they and they start driving away, and she is just screaming and and you get the sense like maybe she'll never stop screaming oh yeah no yeah. i mean that's 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 her she's just that, covered in blood traumatized her life is over that's her job that's that actress's job it, it, marilyn burned it, is it, that is phenomenal i mean that is all you take from that there's yeah. like you she got away but there's that it's over i mean there's no way and the other reason i think the the truck driver gets away is because of the last shot in the movie yeah, well, the, we we stay behind w- with uh, Leatherface, and it's the sun is coming up, and he's just like flailing in the wind with his chainsaw, and it's a it's kind of a famous shot in the movie, I, but I just think it's so weirdly beautiful and graceful and elegant, like he's like a fucking figure skater or something <laughs> with this chainsaw. Well, it's it's got this. It has it's like got, a balletic quality to yeah, it. Yeah, it does, and it has this kind of iconographic nature to it, where where you know the 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 it is fucking in the film world. I mean, Hooper got. I'm sure he tried to time it, but he got real lucky with magic time happening right at that moment. Yeah. I mean, the sun is coming up. He he nails the shots, and I mean, it's a really good way to end the movie. It's I mean, as, it's, it's as powerful. great a final shot as there is yeah. in a movie. I think it's powerful. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the Texas Chain Saw Massacre. Saw Massacre. Uh, what do you give it? Well, 
I'm going to go ahead and give this movie. Uh, this movie was, uh, I was largely disappointed by this movie. It, I think my expectations were understandably high, but still having said that there's enough originality going on here and, and interest and excellent scenes. I'm, I'm going to give it a three. I knew you'd go three. It's funny. Like, anytime you go through a difficult journey with a movie, you almost have to give it a three <laughs> because there's enough that intrigued you, but enough that held you back from fully enjoying it. Do you mean me personally or like I think anybody? World? Yeah, yeah. You yes. know, like, I gave JoJo Rabbit a three for kind of the same reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think that. There's just there's a it's a difficult movie to watch and I mean I it, that's okay that there's nothing wrong with that um, but I just like it, it, this wasn't like sort of when I watched some of the other horror movies that we've seen and I absolutely know that it will not be the last time I watch it I don't know that I'll ever watch this movie again like, I I, I, have, I absolutely will right well you're a fan of the movie I mean I and I I actually went into this thinking this is going to be part of my repertoire from now on and I just don't don't think it's going to be I wonder <laughs> if it stays with you it did uh, until two replaced some of that but but no <laughs> it, no but talking about it with you I mean definitely elucidates some of the imagery you know, that was better than some of the stuff in it I didn't care for. And and so, yeah, it'll stay with me for sure. It is not a forgettable movie, I'll no. say that. No, and uh, my MVP is Sally. Sure, understandable. My LVP is Wheels. Wheels, uh, sure. I, I needed him to take that chicken leg out of his mouth for a lot of his dialogue, which I'm sure you <laughs> loved. Oh, please. Any, Remember any, that? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, who's your MVP? Well, I haven't given my my grade. Okay, well, I I figure I know what it is. But what do you ahead. think it is? I think uh, we we always get we always have this little this little uh, disagreement. You you owe it to this movie to give it a five, and that's what it's getting. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. This is a five. My MVP, of course, is the truck driver from the end, and my LVP. <laughs> <laughs> well, get out of here yeah yeah my LVP's uh Kirk he's the least he's his cannon fodder man he is the it's least like it's like they gave every character the barest of a personality like the basest personality and this and they didn't even bother to do that with this, this guy. guy got nothing yeah he, he's literally relegated to like grunts and nods he does i don't even even the lines he says aren't even mic'd properly you can't even... <laughs> yeah all right uh what a great film do you have a superhero account zero. Oh well yeah none of these actors really went on to do major shit I was surprised. In the next movie, I have some of them got some work, but not a lot. I would think that this feels like one of those movies where some people just kind of lived off of this movie for a very long time. Oh yeah, they they they're going to these horror conventions a lot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. I I I assume like they're in the booth right next to that dude from Troll (laughs) Two. Absolutely. I'm tying my belt tighter to avoid hunger pangs. 
And and the, it's like I was in a wheelchair, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the guy next to was like, I was in a wheelchair on Friday the thirteenth. He draws like a little wheelchair at, next to his signature so like they know it's him. I have to say that actor was pretty convincing in one way. I, I really bought that he didn't walk. Absolutely. And in a way that the dude in Friday the thirteenth part two is never that convincing. Oh he he could walk. Yeah. The um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. All right, 12 years later, it comes to us. Um, uh, Tobe is back to direct, Henry. He did not want to, but he's back. He didn't want to. He, uh, he I... just wanted to produce this bad boy. Okay. But see, what happened was uh, the rights were all weird with this franchise. And uh, New Line bought the Texas Chainsaw rights in 1983. And to their credit paid off some of the the people that got the short shrift really yeah oh, isn't wow new line okay. yeah but by the time 86 happens canon has the rights oh boy and uh you know they're not giving money to anybody <laughs> <laughs> not even themselves so their deal was they would only make the movie if tobe hooper direct well i, I think they wanted a mate a name director that they okay. could use to sell the movie, yeah, and sure. no director would come on for the amount that they were willing to pay. Wonder how low? Probably they nothing. Want... You think and a million? Less. Wow. And so the, the Tobe Hooper is now the, the guy again. He comes back to direct, um, and he also... Does he co-write this one? No, I don't think he even does. L.M. Kit Carson is the writer right. of this film. Right. Um, I don't know a ton about him. I mean, he's got credits, though. He co-wrote Paris, Texas. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He also wrote the um, Richard Gere remake of the great Godard film Breathless. What was the Richard Gere remake? You never saw that shit? There is a Richard Gere remake of Breathless that ends with a fucking shootout. That's ridiculous. Really? Yes. Wow. I can't I, believe you've never seen that. I never heard of it. You'd like that's it. That's it, Henry. <laughs> Dan Dan saw a Henry movie, and it's called Breathless, and Richard Gere's yeah. in it. Oh, I'm sure I'd be a big fan. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the original. Breathless, nope. This would so be I... the one you're into. <laughs> the other one was too subtle for you. Oh, it's real subtle. Fucking yeah. one thing that movie is not as subtle. All right, uh, so this comes to us August 22nd, 1986. The, I'm eight. Oh, I am less than a month old. Yeah. 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 I'm just hanging out, looking up. I'm already going to movies. Sometimes my parents are giving me tummy time. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, budget of $4.7 million. Uh, and it made eight million, so th they came out even on this baby. But uh, you know, it was a wash. Yeah, it was yeah, number yeah. eighty-three at the box office between two films I am not familiar with, uh, and and I want to look them up. Uh, uh, let's see if you're familiar with them. This, this is right. uh, Henry. Let's see if you know these obscure '80s movies. Haunted Honeymoon. Yes, that's a comedy. Um... Wait, have we come across this? No, 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 no. Uh, you're it's just testing my eighties uh, knowledge. Uh, Haunted honeymoon. Uh, first of all, tell me if I'm right. Is it a comedy? It is a comedy. 
Okay, and there's uh, somebody big in that. A um, couple of them. Yeah. Well, it, uh, if, you, if you're talking about big in terms of girth, Dom DeLuise is in the film. <laughs> but he's not the biggest star. <laughs> no. Uh, Haunted Honeymoon. Got it's it. actually That's written like... and directed by its star, Henry. Mm, mm, All right, mm. it's a stab in the. This is a stab in the dark. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say two names, and uh, they could be totally wrong. I'm gonna say Goldie Hawn has something to do with this. No. I'm gonna say Burt Reynolds has something. No, to do it's with Gene this. Wilder and Gilda Radner. Henry. There you go. Haunted Honeymoon, and they were married at this point. Uh, and uh, it came right before the Best of Times. These are the movies right around that. It. That I know. What's that one? That's uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, you're right. Playing football. Yeah, I, ne yeah, I never <laughs> saw it. It's supposed to be really bad. Uh, I never saw it, but I remember that. Uh, yeah. Ron Shelton, the screenplay, Henry. Oh, I guess I better check it out. Yeah, and Kurt Russell's in there. All right. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So this was a major release, uh, but it didn't do that great. Um, but I'll tell you what. We get some opening narration, Henry. So I'm I'm watching this movie yesterday, and I'm like, it's all new to me. Didn't know what to expect. Okay. All in, I've always liked the one sheet of um th that's like a parody of The Breakfast Club. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah yeah. But that's like really all I knew about the movie. Um, so it, it opens on similar narration from the first one, but it's like a little more over the top. And I feel like it's letting you know right away that like this movie is different. Yeah. Uh, it's very, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's actually quite long that scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Much longer. So well, they're like, they're reminding you of stuff that happened in the first one. They're like 12 years ago, right. a bunch of people died and, and, and they thought this girl was insane, but then, uh, other killings happened around there, and they kept going for years. And they, I know, and they never let you know like how she's doing at any point. They ever. do. I, I, it sounds like she's not doing great. Well, <laughs> because it sounds like she got out of that situation and and, and said, "There's a crazy family of cannibal uh, chainsaw people." Well, right, and then nobody, nobody believes. And nobody her. believes her, but she's covered in blood. Oh, it's Texas. I guess they like looked around and couldn't find this family. God well, damn. Well, that didn't make much sense. I mean, unless they just upped and left that second. They had to burn the house down, right? Yeah, because they said yeah. they couldn't find the house. They couldn't find the house. I know. And that was such an elaborate house with all these bone fixtures. And that would have hurt to burn all the that skeleton down. lamps and and all, all the, and all that. The, they're like they're like rocking chairs made of tibias and shit. Yeah. A lot, a lot of work went into that. that yeah, all the utensils are named. They're made out out of femurs. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta think. Leatherface is not. These are the bones happy. I know. The lovely bones. I'm all yeah. out. Yeah, the bone collector. Oh, that's a TV show now. I I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Henry, uh, so yeah. we meet our lead character in the movie Stretch. That's a nice sweater, by the way. I like that sweater. The one I'm wearing? It's very nice. Well, I... I would I wear that. I thought you'd... Well, I appreciate that, Henry. You can have it if you want, honestly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Stretch... Audience. I just want the audience to know Dan's wearing a very nice sweater right now. It's a, it, it's a kind of a Henry sweater. Well, yeah. I thought you were about to comment on uh, Stretch's shirt. 
because it, that seemed like something that you would have been attracted to. Her sh- which shirt? In this opening scene, she is wearing a bedazzled, fully bedazzled ZZ Top T-shirt. Never once caught saw that. Yeah. Never once saw that it said ZZ Top on I'm it. I'm thinking bedazzled ZZ Top T-shirt. She loves a double Z. <laughs> Or the movie with Brendan Fraser. She probably also likes jizz. (laughs) That's the only other double Z I could think of. Yeah, yeah. You say that, I say jazz. Jazz, sure, of course. Jesus Christ. Wait, what Brendan Fraser movie were you about to reference? He dazzled. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, it's based on a Peter Sellers movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Elizabeth Hurley. Henry going with the Brendan Fraser reference as opposed to the Peter Sellers. Well, you know, we're on the Richard Gere breathless kick. <laughs> that's true, man. So she's wearing a ZZ Top shirt. Man, I missed that. Okay. Well, ZZ Top was big around this point, and uh, she might relate to their music. She has nice legs. And it, she does have nice legs. <laughs> she we, knows, we, and I'll tell you what, Henry. She knows how to use them. <laughs> And uh, they are from Texas, too. So that's probably what's going on Mm, there. Makes sense. Um, Now, uh, first, we're going to check in. She hosts a radio call-in rock and roll show, baby. And she's playing good music. It's a lot of, like, new wave, post-punk stuff. I, I didn't couldn't tell if a lot of the music was... Oh, yeah. I, I heard some Tim Buck 3. Oh, you're, you're familiar good. with Tim Buck 3? You're good. No, I'm not. And uh, you're good because I, I thought that some of the music just sounded like they were some of it might have been written for the, the movie. But um, you actually skipped ahead. The because... Cramps, Oinga Boinga. I'm looking at the list now. Some Concrete Blonde. Really? Good there bands. Con- Oingo Boingo, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oingo Boingo. It's Oingo Boingo. But no, okay. I think it's actually supposed to be pronounced Oingo Boingo. And... Yeah, but the popular pronunciation is Boingo. Danny Elfman's group. That's correct. And I believe Mark Mothersbaugh. Am I wrong about that? He's that too. I might be wrong about that. I don't know. But we didn't get to... We get to the radio station pretty quick, but first we get these two great characters. But he's calling into... They're calling into the radio station. Before they even do that, we're with them for uh, like five minutes. Are we? Just shooting signs and screaming bloody murder and wearing glasses with eyeballs on them. It's like... Oh, I love those glasses. It's like the... um, Yeah, that's cool. It's like the... Like... um, you know, in Dazed and Confused, they're like driving around, like knocking down mailboxes and shit. It reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah, except these guys are people that I wanted to die. Well, right they're away. awful. They're they're like they're excited about like the local football rivalry, and uh, and they're shooting at signs and they're driving around going crazy and they're calling the radio station and staying on the line for too long and pissing off Stretch. Which really it made me laugh too, because I was like, when she's like, when as soon as she says, "Hang up the, hang up, you're you're holding up the lines," I'm like, can't you just hit another line and hang up on them? It's a one line radio. It it is amazing because she has like a a producer in the booth with her named LG, and um and she he can't figure it out either, and I'm like, how have you never run into this problem? They've never run into this They problem. They have never had someone not hang up the phone before because I worked at Barnes & Noble, and that would happen 17 times a day. 
We used to hang up on people on purpose. I worked at a fucking call-in line once, like a, you know, like a call center. And fucking, it was, like, nobody. You'd constantly, because one of the things, if you work in a call center, they don't let you hang up on the person. Right. So right. you constantly had to be like, hang up. Can you hang up? <laughs> Can you release the line? Release the line, please. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Awful. God. Uh, so they're, they're driving around doing that, and uh, finally a car. They antagonized the wrong vehicle, Henry. And, and, I, uh, and I didn't think that this was going to be what we thought it was. I thought it was a prank at first. The car? Yep. I thought that our, we get to see uh, whoever it is, this fucking crazy-ass brother or Leatherface himself, I guess. And I thought, I'm thinking, since we've seen in the scroll and we've had 12 years, I'm thinking this might be this might be some people that, are just trying to scare these kids to like play up the local legend type of thing. You know what I mean? I no, kind of thought is, this is our family. Oh, that's it. They're right there right away. The chainsaw um, gang. It's, um, yeah. yeah for, you know, the first dude that pops out is the new character, right? I got confused. Cause, okay. cause you thought it was, um, it was the birthmark guy. I did too. Well, yeah. Cause it's a brother and, so I thought it was that guy brother. for the entire movie until I like read the plot description. I was like, "Oh, it's a different character." Even yeah, the yeah. actor looks like that dude. I looks exactly like him. I, I now I, apparently what happened is this is a guy who made a short film in the late seventies that was like a parody of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre called the Texas Chainsaw Manicure. Henry, very funny. Okay. And um, he wrote and directed it and plays the um the birthmark guy in that parody tobe hooper saw it loved it so much that he added him to the family okay all right all right i i was sorry he did that because uh he is the most insufferable person in this movie i loved him his name is chop top um he's a vietnam vet and he's kind of a hippie and he's got a little spot of his scalp missing where there's a metal plate Vomitous. I love vomitous. Um, but and way, he looks like a fucking ghoul. Like yes, I'm watching this movie, he like pops out of the car, and I'm like, "What are we battling, fucking demons in this one?" Well, he's always carrying around like a dead. Well, he's carrying around a corpse. It's it's a, apparently the the implication, Henry, is that that corpse is the birthmark guy from the last movie, the hitchhiker. Oh, and and. I read this. Okay. Um, and he apparently is that dude's twin brother who I guess ah. was maybe away in Vietnam during the events of the first ah. one. Ah. Okay. Okay. Nicely done, Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Tobe, Tobe had it all figured out, dude. Nicely done. Nice and nice. By the way, I'd like to point out something really quick. That Did you realize that the man LG who has issues... With the phone lines, his name is LG. And like, uh... LG phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he should probably know what's going on. Well, I mean, uh, I don't think LG phones were a thing in 1986. Well, uh, you never know. You should know what's happening. I guess. I, you know, oh. I wanted to like LG more. I could tell he was supposed to be, like, the likable friend to Stretch or whatever, but it was that weird 70s, 80s, 
you know, basically any time before like last year where like the dude <laughs> is like hitting on the girl too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. kept like trying to like get Stretch to fuck him and Stretch would be like, OLG, I'm not going to fuck you. We're friends. And and right. like that would be fine. But then like there was like one scene where like after that he like went into another room and he's like, fuck, God damn that, it. And I'm like, that's a back. little aggressive, LG. That took me aback because when he hits on her, I kind of thought it was extremely innocent and then he when he gets to the back and he screams like that i was like holy shit yeah. all right man yeah. i thought i thought like you were just kind of half-assing that. yeah so. you're, you're allowed to fucking flirt with your co-worker fine but like don't like get super fucking furious when she won't suck your dick <laughs> oh henry um so uh they uh they kill these kids that are driving the car yeah, and enough. and and they catch it on tape at the radio station. Yeah, because they were calling in, not hanging up. So the whole murder is on a uh, on a tape. Okay, so then we meet Dennis Hopper. Yes, we do. And he, it seems like, is the uncle of the the kids from the first one. Yeah, they. Uh, he's the uncle of somebody. I think it's I mean, Sally and and Wheels. Yeah, you're right. It says right here. Yeah, yeah, and plus when he sees Franklin later, he says something like that. Uh, but oh, yeah. that's right. He sees a corpse in a wheelchair, and he seems like taken aback by it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hopper, who I, I mean, I can't say he's sleepwalking through this movie because <laughs> um, he's clearly on a, a ton of coke. But, uh, you know, he's certainly not engaged in the material, I would say. Dude, there is one sequence. The sequence when she comes to his, when Stretch comes to his hotel room, Hopper is fucking wasted. He looks so bad in that sequence. Did you notice that? He's like ashen. Well, he plays the scene really weird, too, because, like, he's been yeah. searching for 12 years for the people yeah. who murdered his family. And yeah. this lady comes to him and is like, hey, I have an actual recording yeah. of the people who murdered your family murdering other people. Your torturous journey is I over. I mean, he's been searching for 12 years with no clues. And, yeah. and like, this falls into his lap and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, you don't even want to listen to it? And he's like, I guess play it on the air. He's the most leth it's the most lethargic scene Dennis Hopper has ever acted in. I have never seen him that lethargic. He was gone during that sequence. You check it out, ladies and gentlemen. That fucking sequence, he looks awful. Yeah. And then he's right back to normal. He got he got back on his coke and he's perfectly level. He, it's again. not really a character. I I mean and and yeah. you know I'm glad he wasn't the lead because I thought they were setting him up as the lead and Stretch is a much more engaging lead because this performance is all over the fucking place. As much yeah. as I love goddamn Dennis Hopper and he made this the same year as Blue Velvet, which is his crowning yeah. fucking achievement as far as I'm concerned. Um, fucking I I just felt like. I don't know. Maybe he he did this movie for the money, and he's he's just like going through it. I would think that, I would think that he did just do it for the money. I mean, he he he's he's having a pretty good stretch. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, 
He's got, you know, seven years earlier, he's got Apocalypse Now. In the 80s, he's got Hoosiers. He's got fucking uh, Blue Velvet. I mean, he doesn't need this. I mean, I don't know what. Maybe he liked Tobe Hooper. Maybe they partied together or some shit. Who knows? Anything's possible. Probably thought it could be a wild set, man. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah. Uh, So uh, we cut to a chili cook-off, and it looks like the family has now started entering chili cook-offs, and they're winning all of them because people love the taste of human meat. I, now, of course, right, now, of course, I, I could relate to this. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to make a joke, and then I want to hear I know exactly what you're going to say, uh-huh. so I, I want to build the suspense. I was going to ask you if you're going to be if you're going to be hosting the youth chili cook-off this year. <laughs> Uh, remember, remember that shit? Yeah, what is that from? That's from per, uh, the out the special features on Live at the Purple Onion. That's right. That yeah, that is fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Seth. Seth Galifianakis. I I I host the host the youth chili cookout. <laughs> we we bond over listening to the Fugees. <laughs> it's the one thing I've ever played Zach that he enjoyed. Stephen Funyan. <laughs> my dog, my dog is named Thunion. <laughs> okay, um, so, um, go, go ahead with your cannibalistic thing. It's one of my dreams. Have I talked about this on the show? Uh huh. To eat human meat. Right. I want to know what it tastes like, and I just want to eat it once. Now, I'm not. Don't don't call me like a fucking cannibal or or a serial killer or something. I don't want to kill anybody. I. I know it's happening out there. There are late night restaurants where you go into fancy restaurants at like one in the morning. And I'm telling you, there's illegal groups of rich people and they have like famous chefs like like Eric Repair and David Chang making human meat. I know I, uh, this is happening. It has to all right. be. All right. Here, here, here's the thing, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and Dan, I think, Dan, you have uh, exceeded the amount of movies you are allowed to watch. Uh, and I think you've been living in New York too long. There you go. That's all I have to say. That, Henry, life is stranger than fiction. <laughs> Profound. <laughs> I know, man. So you I, think Gordon? So you think Gordon Ramsay's like uh, Mario Batali is like got some place in the Lower East Side? Going uh, on? Listen, but it, Batali's a great example because he's been blacklisted in the in the community. So I I think he could be plying his wares to human flesh. But you are literally describing, and I I wish I could. That's you literally are describing the plot of a movie. That is the plot of of a, of a couple of movies where rich people go to. What are we thinking of? Well, you know what I'm there's an episode. About? There's an episode of Angel where um they where about. they cook a werewolf. They <laughs> and they let the, them eat the. What I'm talking about. Okay, well that's what I'm talking about. All right, all right. So you're talking about a restaurant scenario, somewhat like the premise in Hostel. But instead of getting to pay, getting paying high prices to torture people and kill them, you just get to pay high prices to eat them. Right. It's like a small plate restaurant in New York, like Prune or something. And they like maybe they close at like 1130 and then an hour and a half later, a new crew of people show up and it's all the elites, like the one percent, Henry. 
okay. like Bloomberg sure. has eaten there. Right, absolutely. Well, and, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, did, you, did it ever occur to you that maybe we ate at this place? I think it was a place called The Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't meat when I was eating. It was I don't meat. Th- I don't think that was cow. Oh, God. Um, Henry. Uh... <laughs> the Cottage. If you've ever wanted the cannibalistic experience, we're there for you. Mm-hmm. The Cottage. Don't fall asleep in our restaurant or you'll be on the menu. <laughs> the cottage, there's a reason we serve you unlimited wine. <laughs> oh, Henry. Yeah, I found a tooth in my uh my lemon chicken once. At the cottage? No, I'm joking, of course. Oh, I thought you meant like a tooth of the animal they cooked or something. No, no, like a human tooth. Oh, uh, you yeah. found a bicuspid. Was it yours? <laughs> you just got some put in. Yeah, my mouth's feeling a lot better, thanks. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Um, So is this when they go to the radio station, Henry? Yes. She plays the tape um, of the murder, and Leatherface shows up at the radio station with Chop Top, our new character, and and start to sort of, uh, not torture, but torment. um, Chop, 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 top? Chop, top. Who fucking cares? You don't Job see pop. the metal plate at first because he's wearing a Sonny Bono wig. Yeah, he shows up for a very, very long, disgusting sequence where he's eating his own head. <laughs> oh, I loved and, it. And then she is really uh, hanging out to dry there by Lefty, who has said he will be there, and he never shows up, ever. He's outside. No, 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 he's outside. He says he shows up like much later when she's been running away for like 20 minutes. And he's like, yeah, I've been around the whole time. (laughs) Just watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he also tells her like she was bait. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's like a lot later in the movie. And I mean, uh, yeah, Leatherface breaks into the studio. And then one of the weirdest sequences in movie history takes place when Leatherface has her cornered. Mm-hmm. And he has his chainsaw. Yeah. This was, uh, I I didn't care for this, but, uh. I have a confession to make. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to hear this. Listen. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Listen. Us men, Henry, we can't control what our peepees do when we're watching a movie. (laughs) Listen, Leatherface is coming at her with the with the chainsaw. Sure is. And she starts to talk to him like he's a baby. Uh, you know, hell, good boy, like that kind of thing. And um she's hol- he's holding the um the chainsaw out. She is wet at this point, like soaking wet for some reason, I don't remember why. And um she's got her she's got these Daisy Dukes on, Henry. And <laughs> Her legs are like spread, and Leatherface is like holding the chainsaw to her vagina. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Henry, I thought it was sexy. You are fucking sick. And he, I got turned on by this. He, he has a, I can only assume, uh, he is aroused to the point. He's got of, a little baby uh, Leatherface boner. Un- uncontrollable, uncontrollable orgasm. Oh, he does start jerking off. Well, I don't even think he does that. Mm. I think he just starts to. He's touching he something just, down there. 
Well, because it looks like he's just like doesn't even know what's happening clearly, and he just starts to be like convulsing. Oh, and... it's like me in the beanbag chair when I was eleven. There you right. Yep, you and Leatherface right there. <laughs> My God, Leatherface and I experienced our first orgasms like the same way. <laughs> I, I feel well, like I'm I, relating to Leatherface. I'm I'm relating to the the Leatherface family like too much. You you you. I, I, We're finding a lot in common. You are not uh, you are not as repulsed as I feel that you should be. Yes yes yes. You're I, even I mean saying... I was I was because I don't like the threat of sexual violence and and it, it I was worried Leatherface was gonna like try to rape her or something, but I can't control it. Right. I got to, it's like when you're getting a massage and you get a boner. It was like that. Okay. I didn't want one in that particular moment. Right. Right, right, right. I'm not condemning I'm not getting laid right now. <laughs> I'm not condemning your uh your reflexive actions bodily. Uh I'm just saying it was a it was a it was a scary sequence. It and, was and, scary. Uh but uh, she manages to escape. Yeah, she she keeps It's clear that Leatherface has fallen in love. He has a thing for her, for sure. And that happens over and over in the movie, so it's obviously what's happening. You know, it's actually a lot like um, the like in Friday the 13th, when like she pretends to be his mom. Like the whole good boy, everything's going to be all right thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. She keeps kind of doing that, like sort of that like... reminds me of something we'd watched, and that must have been it. Yep. I knew there was a monster that was placated by female wiles or, or <laughs> motherly wiles. Yeah, yeah. Motherly wiles. Yeah. Oedipal wiles. Oedipal yeah, yeah. wiles. That's a great band name, Oedipal wiles. It's not bad, actually. It's actually a great like album title. Like I could see like Alice in Chains would have an album called Oedipal wiles. Pretty good. Pretty good Lane Staley, dude. Thank you. I listened to the Billie Eilish Bond song, by the way. Oh, oh, well, the people want to know. What'd you think? I'm going to need to see it with the credits. <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't a great first impression. Uh, it was It was better than I thought it would be, but... Uh, My friend Gallagher was into it, and he's pretty harsh on that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, it needs to get going a little bit. It takes It's a, it's a slow one, I heard. Like, uh... <laughs> Like writings on the wall or whatever. It's better than that piece of shit. Yeah, I know. It's way better than that. Um, it's just, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind the slow ones. We got a lot of the slow ones we like. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, orchestration. It's kind of got her and, like, almost nothing else. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out with, you know. Well, anyway. there, there are rumors, Henry, that it's going to be close to three hours. And if that's the case, I am not seeing it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Listen, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bond's got no time to die. I've got no time for that. Oh. Bond's got all the time in the world, Henry. I don't. Oh, look at this guy. All right. Classic all right. Bond references. We got to do Roger Moore. Um, maybe. Yes. Maybe soon. Okay. Yeah, we. I would really like to do that very soon. Okay, so uh, Leatherface jerks off. She gets out of there. Um, she's running away. She finally meets uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, but then she f she like falls in a hole. 
Yeah. <laughs> I loved this car chase, but like this weird car chase, and then uh, she falls in a hole. And God, God bless Dennis Hopper. He he could do anything. He could reach down there and try to pull her out. He could grab something from his truck. He sees <laughs> an arm bone. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's, and he yeah, just has her grab onto this brittle old dead bone. Come on, honey. And, I got you. I got you. It honey. snaps immediately, and she falls it's down there. And she falls down a fucking, it looks like shoots and ladders, dude. Like she is falling for a year. <laughs> it's like the catacombs in Temple of Doom. She goes on and on and on. It is and, sort of fucking Indiana Jonesy. It's weird. Yeah. This is the most elaborate set in in either movie and uh they have the run of the entirety of the Texas sewer system. Yeah, clearly. It's been abandoned. Uh we get a very long expository angry uh expositional dialogue from the father saying why the business isn't doing well and the whole time the two sons are screaming in the background and it's a lot of the same from the first one, but there's no stakes because it's just been so abominably bad this entire movie. Oh, uh, Henry, I'm not with you. I know that. Yeah. Um, you thought it was funny. You And you I liked- thought the first half oh. was better than the second half. Like, I, I really loved everything with Stretch and the radio station. Yeah, I... I and and I, I, think, I think, honestly, part of it is her. Like, I'm going to give her my MVP. I thought she was, like, a super engaging lead. Like, one of the best I've seen in in a horror movie. Well, a, a slasher well, movie. Sure. In a sli- absolutely. I agree with that. She's my MVP, too. There's no doubt. What's her um, name? Caroline Williams, right? Yeah. Uh, and she had a, she's had a little bit of a career. She's still around. Is that her name, Caroline Williams? Okay. Yes. I she mean, did. It could, be, it could be Carolyn. I don't want to offend her. No, 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 you're right, Caroline Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad. Yeah, you're right. She did. She, we even covered her before in fucking Halloween 2. She was just... She was in... Oh, yeah. She was discovered, Henry, by Louis Mall. Wow. Yeah, about that. She's in Alamo Bay, which is a movie I've never seen. She's in a lot of famous movies. Smile, Legend of Billie Jean. We came across her in Leprechaun 3. So we've come across her twice. Yeah, and we will again. She's in The Stepfather 2, which I've never seen. God damn it. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, she's had a good career. She's always been working. Yeah. She's very good. Um, so this. In Sharknado. She plays fourth... Stretch, I know. Yeah. Is that this Stretch? Or... Yeah, I, I actually read um, an interview with her where she says, like, unbeknownst to filmmakers she has played a couple of characters in her career as stretch like she was in like hatchet like that horror movie one of those and she said like she played her character as though it was stretch like 20 years later oh that's okay yeah what the hell sure why not (laughs) there's a lot of gruesome 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 shit in this movie and dennis hopper is just wandering around with a chainsaw like trying to take the place down He's just screaming his ass off. He he went to a chainsaw store because I'm sure those exist somewhere, and he buys three chainsaws. For some reason, the guy watching him demonstrate that was one of the weirdest sequences. He takes the chainsaw and just starts chopping the tree. And I don't know. I guess the way he was chopping it, the guy was really liking that. 
and he's like maniacally laughing. It's very, yeah. very strange. I thought that was like at first I thought it was them. Like he was buying a chainsaw from the chainsaw family. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. So he's <laughs> running around. Uh, I wrote down some of his classic dialogue here. It's the devil's playground. That I'm it bringing it down to hell. Bring it all down. He's out of his fucking mind. He's really out of his gourd in this and, one. And, and, and you know, some of the most gruesome shit, you know, like uh, we, we get to see LG, who, of course, somehow after being hit in the hammer, hit in the head with a hammer like 52 times is still alive. And, right. and he, Leatherface has cut his face off. Yeah, it's and great. he puts her, his face onto um onto Stretch's face. And I was thinking this movie's ahead of its time, right? It's like face off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then we get the pleasure of seeing LG stumble up. His ribs are showing. Oh, but before that, he she dances with Leatherface. I thought that was so charming. I, I was kind of weirdly invested in their in their budding friendship. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, but then L- and LG wakes up and sees that happening. Like, what a weird way. Like, can you imagine, Henry? You're taking a nap, okay? Yeah. All right. Picture this. You're taking a nap. All right. I'm picturing that. That's All right. easy. All right. You're looking at the back of your eyelids. Sure. All right. Then you think that you want your eyes to open, and so they do. Yeah. That's how that works. It's like brain transmissions. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Yeah. And see, what happens then is you look over. Um, you see the woman you've been wanting to fuck, who okay. you work with. Okay. Okay. And um, she's wearing your face. <laughs> she's wearing my face. Right. right. Okay. And right. dancing. Slow dancing with Slow, the guy who ripped your face off. <laughs> I'd have to realize all this within nanoseconds. I think you it would come to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would I would think I would not be able to react correctly mm. and probably jump through a closed window. Well, you know what I would do? What would you do? I would look over and go, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um hello <laughs> I believe you have two things that belong to me my friend yeah. my lady and my face <laughs> and Leatherface goes awkward <laughs> he goes <laughs> yeah pretty much and then, sounds like a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon then everyone's running around there's a lot of corridors in this place they've they've really they've gotten even better I think at making household uh, you know fucking furniture and appliances out of bones we got Christmas lights we got uh, grandpa still kicking around um, there's like a reclining chair like made out of bones and I'm thinking like that requires some like improvisation and handiwork well you know if what they weren't if what they were doing wasn't um savage homicidal and cannibalistic they'd probably have a good furniture business because they're clearly pretty creative with arts and crafts they're actually really impressive like they can they can make things out of other things like they could be on on a craft show i think they do well on that reality and competition the one that show making it with uh, amy poehler and nick offerman i think they they'd win Oh, all right. Yeah. It's just I I never know how they would make all this stuff with all the noise 
It's a very noisy family. They're underground. No, 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 no. I mean, how to concentrate. How does Leatherface concentrate with that crazy-ass father? This is their lives, Henry. Like, anything can become normalized, okay? This used to it. Yeah. This, This is what they know. Our president's Donald Trump. That's not weird anymore. He just is. Yeah, yeah. anything can become normalized. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're um, right. Okay, so they're going to kill her, and they give the mallet to Grandpa again, and I'm like, well, I know not to be scared. This fucking guy <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks even worse in this movie, and, and they say that he's 137 years old, and... That this intrigued me because I'm interested in cannibalism. Um, it, it's it seems like it's really good for your lifespan, but at the same time, really bad for your complexion. Yeah, and possibly bad for your your psyche. You know, mm. may may maybe not doing so well in the uh, in the old noggin. So he was born in 1849. Uh, it's the year of the gold rush. <laughs> <laughs> Other people went out west to get gold. He went out to get meat. You think he fought in the Civil War? I'm sure he was a fucking Confederate. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. What if he's General Lee? It makes sense. <laughs> it would probably make sense. Is Adam that what Col- he'd be up to today? Sure, of course. He'd be something evil. Yeah. Ted Danson. <laughs> I do believe, General <laughs> Lee, that you were a loser. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, uh, you know, Dennis Hopper rescues her again. He has a pretty sick chainsaw duel with Leatherface. Yeah, very well choreographed. (laughs) They're just whacking each other. Wildly fucking... The ending of this was so incoherent editing-wise, I I didn't even figure out, because we keep cutting to Stretch fighting uh, Chop Top, and then... (laughs) What happened? Like, Dad blows himself up with a grenade. Yeah, um, the he blows everybody up, including Dennis Hopper. Including Dennis Hopper. He blows up okay. the whole fucking family with a grenade because it seems like everything's falling apart. And mm-hmm. Stretch gets out and is chased by Chop Top. She like climbs a mountain. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck they are. It looked like she was climbing a fucking mesa in New Mexico yeah, or something. They, they were like in Utah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And uh, she finds the the grandmother's corpse, uh, and the grandmother's corpse is holding a chainsaw. So she Hold grabs it. it, and Chop Top gets up to her, and she kicks him off of the mesa, and he falls down a slide, and, and he just, like, <laughs> falls into the explosion or whatever. And then she's, like, like spinning around with the fucking, like, flailing with the chainsaw yeah. at the end of the first one. That's right. And then she travels to another Mesa and she rescues James Franco, who's had his arm stuck in a canyon for the last 127 hours. Hey, she's got yeah. that chainsaw. She could cut him right out. Better than a pen knife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, end, it ends like the first one, but uh, slightly less great. Uh, I still I thought this was pretty great. I thought this was a really funny movie. It's a little annoying and there's a lot of screaming. It's insufferable. Like, certainly don't watch this with headphones. You'll drive yourself nuts. Yeah. But, That's how you watched it, right? No, I watched it at work. And, oh, okay. And so, you, like... Without headphones? Yeah. 
the job you have. I can't they, wear they, headphones at work. Uh, that's a good point. But all that screaming is coming out? Nobody thinks somebody's being assaulted? It's an empty <laughs> fucking lobby. I just shut it off when someone shows up. <laughs> Somebody on the first floor is like, uh, "There's no first floor." Is the great thing. It's it's a weird building oh, where the oh, it's oh. like um, the first floor with actual people on is the seventh floor. Oh, one of those New York things. Yeah, I so got no one can sure. fucking hear me. Wow. Okay. Wow. Very cool. All right. Yeah. So that was that was a fun situation, and I enjoyed this movie. Uh, more than I was expecting to, to be honest. Like, I, I thought, like, Texas Chainsaw 1 would be, like, a 5, and then, like, the the high end of this franchise afterwards, like, the goal would be a 3. But I'm going to give this one a 4. Four stars? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, from, from your enthusiasm uh, of the movie, I would expect nothing less. Um, this was one of the worst movies I've ever seen for That's this That's crazy. And it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it was unpleasant to watch, and it was ugly, and I didn't think it was funny, and I didn't have any fun watching. It was awful. And I hope that at some point we're going to get a little bit better. I'm looking forward already to fucking Jessica Beale thing, because I remember at least that being Yeah, at least that one's boring. This one is not... You know the this horror comedy This movie's taking thing. chances. <laughs> I don't know about that. Doing something interesting and weird. It's it's, it's disgusting. I, it's so gross. It's I mean, an it's experimental nothing... horror movie. What do you want? That's extremely generous. You're calling an experimental horror movie. I mean, okay. I, well, uh, the director is Tobe Hooper, who's made two of the best movies ever made. So I, I, I maybe I will be generous to him as a filmmaker. I'm not gonna be. I don't think that gets, that that warrants this being called an experimental film. I think it's just just a bad horror movie with a, some a lot of jokes, and you either think the jokes are funny or not. No, I think the horror is funny. That's right. that's what's clever about it. Yeah, but I didn't find it funny. But I'm also at a, as you know, I'm at a disadvantage because I don't generally find, unless it's Evil Dead Two, I don't generally find horror. You're not even that, a huge Evil Dead guy. I'm not. I'm not. You're right. But like, I'm I'm just not on board with a lot of this stuff. So I thought this was a funny, weird movie. I do think it fits in awkwardly with the franchise. Like, I don't know that like in the future, after I watch the first Texas Chainsaw again, I will put this one on next. I think it's more going to be a separate thing where maybe someday I'll be in the mood for this one. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to be surprised if any and I'm not and I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm going to be very surprised if any if any of the other follow-ups are anything remotely like this. They probably aren't. They're probably just mean and ugly. And I'll be I shocked mean, if any if I like any of the follow-ups more than those. Yeah. I I might well I will be too with four stars. I mean, the next two look uh, look pretty pretty tough. Well, I've seen one of them. <laughs> Which one did you see? 3 I, or 4? Four? 4. Okay. I've never All seen right. 3. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'll say what's up next at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what do you give this? A one? Absolutely. Okay. Who's Your MVP stretch, as is mine. Yes. Is your LVP Chop Top? Yeah, I couldn't stand him. If you took Chop Top out of this movie, I, I think I would have been able to – this movie might even have been a two. He was so such a turnoff for me. I loved him. His his monologue, dude, about how Leatherface denting his metal plate started giving him Vietnam flashbacks. I thought was so yeah, funny. Just, 
I just didn't. It didn't. <laughs> not my thing. He's the guy who's had the second best career of any of the actors. I mean, other than Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, that guy who plays Chop Top has been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mosley, something Mosley, right? Uh, Bill, right? Bill Mosley, sure. Um, not Bill Posley, who's voted out second in uh, Survivor season twenty-four, One World. Um, Henry, uh, <laughs> shout out to my lone surviving Survivor listeners out there. <laughs> we, uh, uh, my LVP. I'm going to make a bold statement, city situation here, and that is Dennis Hopper. I figured you would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just kind of wasted. Well, I, I don't think he's wasted. I think they used him fine. I, I think he's not there. Yeah. I think this is not... You tell me Dennis Hopper's in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I'm excited, but Dennis, I know. Dennis Hopper felt pretty fucking lazed out in this. No, it's true, and, and when we were going into this one, I, I was actually pretty looking forward to that. Like, I was like, oh, Dennis Hopper, like, what is this going to be all about? And then he's kind of introduced promisingly, like he's going to be his, like, tough Texas Ranger yeah. thing, and, and then he's just not... He's not even in it really that yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, they could have gone for like more of a Red Rock West vibe. That That's what I thought we were getting. That's yeah. what I thought we were getting. Yeah. Hmm. Um Okay. All right. Uh, well, great stuff. Superhero count? Yeah. Uh you know, we haven't heard this in a in, in a very long time, our our little theme here. Oh, that's right, because Lone Wolf and Cub was superhero less. That's right. Here we go, everybody. I know you missed it. Shout out to John Evan Bay. Good. It's nice to hear it again, wasn't it? Yeah. Sure. Magical. Uh, well, there's only one, and that is Dennis Hopper, who Who's played in? El Nino in the 2005 movie The Crow, Wicked Prayer. Good heavens. El Nino? <laughs> what could that be? I doubt he was as good as Chris Farley as El Nino. Uh, I was, dude. That's the best yeah. uh, El Nino ever, man. <laughs> El Nino. I am El Nino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, great stuff, Henry. Fun to talk about these two great movies. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Uh, and you'll uh-huh. hear more next week when we cover Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 by Jeff Burr. And uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, um, which is, I believe, by the dude who wrote the first one, right? Yeah, written and directed by Kim Henkel. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and We're we'll going to see a couple of big stars, yep, right? We, in the third one, we see Viggo Mortensen, and it, but more importantly, in the fourth one, the two leads are Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. And uh, we will be giving you a... Uh, special patreon episode this week good point coming this week you'll get an order up and that and that is uh we're gonna do texas chainsaw actors that's right including the the many we just mentioned so if you're listening to this and you're very if you're into it and you like it throw out carly goodrum she's a listener who i i'm not sure if she's a patron but i know she's a huge fucking renee zellweger fan so she might be excited Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you throw throw us a Lincoln, and you get the uh, the get that episode for uh, for five dollar, 
And, Lincoln. Uh, that's a worse movie than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. <laughs> hey, you know what's a better movie than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Don't you dare. The other thing we're going to cover this week, Terminator Dark Fate. That is not better. Fuck that movie, yeah. So much better. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit that goddamn movie is. Yeah, well, I didn't uh, say it was good. Okay, hey, uh, you know what? We're doing very well in the Netherlands. Leave us those five-star ratings yes. and reviews on iTunes. I want to thank that. I want to thank the fella, um, I don't remember his name, but who... Um, He's left us a third review. His first one just said baller. His second, oh, yeah. his second one said still baller. And now he's given us a third review that says always baller. Oh, I didn't see the always baller. Yeah, what's the next one going to be? You're right. Always baller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm, I'm liking that. That's pretty good. Yeah, what is our Netherlands ranking here? His, this- his name, by the way, on, uh, on iTunes uh, the, is the, the very classy name, 8823DRE8823. I love that shit so much. <laughs> we are currently the 84th most popular <laughs> entertainment podcast in Holland. Uh, they're having a good time in Holland. That, that's why we're that popular, because everybody is baked. Everybody is going through the red light district and they're listening to the franchise. They got Dan and Henry uh, chatting in their ears the mm. whole time. Bjorten Gadorten having a good time. Or is it that we're number six? I never know what that six means. What's the six mean? I, I'm not looking at it. I don't care. I, I do. Uh, I'm maybe do... this is an off air conversation. <laughs> I think the listeners want to know that we're 84. Hey, follow us on social media at Low Stakes Daniel on Twitter, at Pod Franchise on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You could find us on Letterboxd, uh, thefranchisepod at gmail.com, henryfranchise at outlook.com. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's all fun stuff. All right. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, next week. On episode 195 on the franchise, I'm I'm calling uh, the, these episodes Henry. Uh, from henceforth, these episodes will be known as the Road to 200. Ooh! All right, I, uh, I think... <laughs> the Road to 200. Very good. That's right. The Road to 200. Do it again. The road to two hundred. There's an alternate take of that theme song too, um, and it goes like this: DJ, wicked, 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 wicked. The road to two hundred was paved with stones. It took four years of recording for them to be alone on the road. It's great stuff. I was going to do a cover of uh, Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads, but Road to 200. Oh, go ahead. Do it quick. Go ahead. We're on the road to 200. Where have you been? I don't know. Um, Wait, can I get one more in there? I'd like to do a cover of the Road to Nowhere by Ozzy Osbourne. uh, (laughs) That's a song? Yeah, from uh, the great uh, Ozzy album, No More Tears. Okay. The road to 200 leads to me. 
Henry's got pipes. All right, uh, let's wrap Thanks. it up. Thanks. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. That's not how we wrap it up. Oh, that was well, that was pretty abrupt. I'm sorry. Uh, usually, I get a little lead in there. Uh, Dan's quick on the lead-ins this week. Uh, everybody, it's a joy as always. <laughs> we we always love your patronage, your Patreonage, and everything else. And we hope you, we entertained you this this fine Tuesday morning. Whoops, I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Until next week. Happy trails. I'm bringing it down to hell. Bring it all down.